Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. I believe that we know God and we know about God, but we don't know everything about God and we don't know everything that he's done for us. And so the problem is, is when, have you ever heard a little knowledge is dangerous? So we've got a lot of Christians, myself included, at times that we become dangerous because, you know, the Bible, uh, the word of God is also called a sword. And so a lot of times we have taken the liberty to take that sword and use it on each other. But the Bible says that the sword, the Bible, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world. And so God is in the process now of uh, revealing himself. He, he revealed himself through Jesus, and Jesus revealed that God was good. And Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us is continuing to reveal that God is good. And you say, well, what about those judgment scriptures? Well, there are judgment scriptures. But in the end, God is going to judge and remove those who reject him so that the righteous will be without. You know, the, you know one day you're not going to have to be tempted you know that one day the devil is not going to be trying to get you to sin, try to get you to fail, try to get you to reject God. I want to tell you that God is on, God has already through Jesus Christ brought redemption to us, but the Bible says that uh, that uh, with uh, the, the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so we sure we have the Bible. And Katie's trying to get you to read through the Bible with her. <laughs> but you don't have time. And you get bored when you read and you fall asleep when you read the Bible and you got all these excuses, but my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So uh, we can give all the excuses, but if you don't have the knowledge, you are going to be not destroyed by God. God's not out to destroy you. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. One, uh, one translation says life to the fill till it overflows. You say, well, is that scriptural? Uh, my cup runneth over. How about that? God is not a brill cream. 
user. This is only for those that are over a certain age. There used to be a commercial for a hair cream called Brill Cream, and uh, the, the catchphrase was, a little dab will do ya. Well, the problem is, is a lot of Christians are still thinking, well, a little dab, a little dab will do ya. Well, I go to church on Christmas and Easter. A little dab will do ya. No, the reality is, is we need to feed on the Word of God daily. If you, you know, I'm not even at the sermon, so I'm going to get in trouble for this. But, but in, when God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, he sent manna down from heaven, and they called it the bread of heaven, and Jesus said, I am the bread of life. But when they, but God told them, you go out and collect enough for that day. And you eat all of it. Don't save any of it for tomorrow. But some of them did, and it became stinking and filled with maggots. And what does that mean? We try to live off of yesterday's word. We try to live, we don't, we're not feeding on God's word every day. But if we, this isn't judgment, this is telling you how, how to be blessed and how to receive from God. God wants to bless you, but if, if we don't know, then, then we, um, we can't find it. We can't receive it. Well, it's a new year, 2023. And there's promises. There's a promise from the world, and there's the promises of God. Well, how many of you have ever got, how many of you have ever gotten a new job and says, praise the Lord? Praise the Lord, hallelujah, I got me a job. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just getting your attention. Hallelujah, I got me a job, and three months later, you're complaining about it. Three months, it might even be three days. A lot of times we, get, we do that because everybody that's been working there before, they're complaining about it in the lunchroom. They're complaining about it. And then we just kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start complaining about it. But you were blessing God because you got you the job. Well, that's the world. I got me a new job. Some of you got a new relationship. You might have regretted that. <laughs> My wife and I regretted it, but we worked through it. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a, a, a joke uh, that came, it's supposed to come from communism. It says, uh, the, the, boss, uh, the, the, the boss comes in and he says, I got new, I got new news, good news and bad news. The good news is we got a new boss. The bad news is the, the new boss is the same as the old boss. 
So I'm talking about the world here, okay? 2020, uh, 2023, promise of a new year. But we're not just focused on the world. We're focused on a God who says, who says that the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. If it's still dark, it's getting better. You know, all the, I was thinking about this earlier. I thought, we got a lot of people in here, and everybody is in different situations. Some people, you know, the world, they're on top of the world. They're feeling good. Life is good. Some people are in mourning. Some people are dealing with stuff. I got stuff. I got stuff. You got stuff. All God's people got stuff. We're all dealing with stuff. But the reality is, is God says no matter what the, no matter what the condition is, it's going to get brighter. It's going to get brighter. Somebody said, if it ain't good, it ain't finished yet. Because God works all things together for our good to those that love God and to those that are called according to his purpose. Thank you, Lord. I was going to read from Ecclesiastes, but I'm not going to do that. So I want to go to Isaiah chapter 48. And the Father, and I don't want to say this, that the Father makes all things new, but what he makes new will last in eternity. It'll last in eternity. Just like, uh, just like some, you got a new job. Oh, it's good. Three months later, you're looking for something else. You wish you had something else. But God, when he makes something new, it is eternal. Yeah. You know, uh, I've got a picture. Well, it's just a portion of the Sistine Chapel. It's just where God's reaching out his finger and man is limping out his finger. And the, and the artist was saying that God, that man doesn't really have the ability to reach out to God, but God has the strength. And God, even though when we don't, uh, even though we're not searching for him, he's continually searching for us. Even when we're not seeking him, he is continually seeking for us. You say, well, you know, uh, well, Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. You know, you might not be lost and going to hell, but you might be lost in your thinking. You're so confused, you don't know which end is up. You might be thinking, hey, you know, uh, I thought when I, when I became a Christian, everything was going to get better. It is going to get better. You just got to get through it. I've been a Christian since 1967. And it wasn't all good. 
but it's all good. And it's going to get better and better and better. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter into the full day. Well, we're in uh, Isaiah 43, verse 18. He says, do not remember the former things. How many of you keep remembering the problems of the past? How many of you keep remembering the offenses? The offenses, people hurt you, people said bad things about you, your parents. My parents were both abusive. My, both of my parents were verbally abusive to me. It wasn't just my dad, it was my mom too. I don't even want to tell you what they call me. That would have been an upgrade. And my father was physically abusive. But God said to me one day, this was a number of years ago, he said, your dad's been dead for 30 years. It's all in you now. We can't keep blaming people from the past for, their, for how they hurt us. We got to let it go. What does he say here? Do not remember the former things. Give it up. Oh, but if I don't, if I don't worry about it, who will? You don't need, nobody needs to worry about it. He says to cast your care upon the Lord. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. How many of you live in the past? Ooh, it's quiet in this church this morning. How many of you are living in the past in your mind? You're going back. Now, I know that I, I'm not doing as much anymore, and I got complaints about it. But I'm not singing those old songs anymore. <laughs> My mind's getting renewed, and I just forget them. But anyway, or it could be something else. <laughs> Do not consider the things of whole. God says in verse 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. You know what? When you're holding on to the old and, look, and you keep looking back, it's hard to see anything new coming. You can't grab a hold of it. He goes on to say, he says, uh, now shall it spring forth. He says, uh, shall you not know it? It's a question. Shall you not know it? He says, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You say, well, you know, uh, when I was uh, a young Christian in my 20s, I remember uh, people were teaching about the wilderness experience all the time. You know, the more you talk about the wilderness experience, the more you stay there. God says, yea, though I, he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of death. You're not supposed to camp out there. Come on, let's, let's go through. Now, there's a time, yeah, everybody's going to have it. But you don't have to live there. He says, because God says, I'll make a road in the desert. Well, what's the road for? What's the road for? You get on the road to get out of there. What do we got these roads for? To go somewhere. Let's get out of Dodge. You have to watch Western movies to know what that's about. But 
anyway. And rivers in the desert. Well, I'm in a desert pasture and it's dry. Well, hey, God said he put rivers in the desert. Even if, it, even if you're in the desert, God says, I'm going to make you a road and I'm going to give you rivers Rivers, of, well, the Bible, Jesus promised us in the New Testament, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Even if you're in the desert, you should be giving living waters of life to other people around you. You know what? Uh, You know, sometimes we get in these, in these deserts and we think, and we start feeling sorry for ourselves, myself included. I'm not pointing the finger because when I do, I got three of them pointed back at me. You're complaining and you're feeling sorry for yourself, but God says, I've given you rivers in the desert. I've given you a road in the desert. I don't know what it's called now, but... Uh, do you know that you could be in the desert and it just be no greenery, nothing? Then all of a sudden it'll rain. It'll rain and the whole desert will blossom. Because there's been seeds that have been planted there for years, but there hasn't been any water. And so you're in the desert and God sends a little rain and the whole desert blossoms and blooms and it's more beautiful than some of the places you've ever seen. The Bible says, I'll give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. Some of you need a little oil. Some of you need a little Holy Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Thank you, Lord. I just look at the clock because I'm thinking, man, I just have to quit. I won't finish. The Holy Spirit. And, you know, the other day I was in bed and I was thinking, I, I like to think about the Word before I get up, talk to God before I get up. And the thought came to me, you know, and I wasn't feeling that great. And the, uh, and the thought came to me, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. One of my, one of my favorite psalms, uh, especially the first couple of verses, Psalm 27, the Lord is my light. You think you're in a dark place? The Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. Sometimes we have to act on what we know. We have to act on what we know. So, I have a question. We're talking about the desert. Are you spending your emotional energies remembering the past di disappointments? How many of you know you only have so much emotional energy? Now, you can, you can waste it on the past, or you can grab a hold of what you know God's bringing your way and start rejoicing it, which will recharge the battery. It's good to remember what God has, how God has blessed you, how he's given you victory. Has God ever given anybody victory in this church? 
Has God ever lifted up your head when your head, when your head was down? Has God ever rescued you? Has God ever saved you? And I'm not just talking about uh, the salvation of being born again, but I'm talking about has God ever saved you? It might have been a physical salvation. I remember I was driving. I was uh, 22, 21, 22. I was driving from Kansas City, and I was driving <laughs> to see Melody. And it, it was a blizzard across the whole United States. And I drove through the blizzard. <laughs> Love in many language. <laughs> so I was driving across, and I got to Pennsylvania. Hey, man, it wasn't snowing in Pennsylvania. I was on I-70. And uh, I remember... Now, see, I'm a new driver. I, I'm inexperienced, and I didn't know that there was black ice. Anybody know what black ice is? So I'm driving down the road, and I'm on black ice, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going a little fast, so I, I put on the brake, and I'm on black ice. <laughs> going to go around in circles. <laughs> you have to be old to know this one. Anyway. So I'm going around in circles, and I am in the dri I'm the only one in the car. I'm in the driver's seat. I'm in a VW, and I'm thrown across the car, and my head and my hand went out the passenger window. And by the time the car stopped, I'm underneath the dash on the passenger side. And I wasn't as big then, but I was as tall but I fit underneath that dash. And the police officer who told the insurance agent who told my dad that boy should have been dead. Now, I'm talking about a salvation that's not just get me into heaven. Sometimes it's to keep me out of heaven. A little sooner. There was a, a preacher in church. He said, who all wants to go to heaven? Everybody raised their hands except for a little boy. Little boy, don't you want to go to heaven? He says, I want to go to heaven, but not today. And I thought you were getting a bus, <laughs> bus load. So I want to tell you that God will do, even in your toughest times, he will send you his mercies. Lamentations. We, uh, lamentation. Lamentation is, uh, was written by Jeremiah. He was called the weeping prophet. And Jeremiah, Jerusalem had just been destroyed. The Babylonians had taken, killed a multitude of them, taken all their treasury, carting it off to Babylon, and they left uh, Jeremiah. Because Jeremiah prophesied and said, if you turn yourself over to the Babylonians, you'll live. Because that's what God told him. And so anyway, they had mercy on him. They let him stay. Jerusalem's completely destroyed. Relatives gone off into captivity. It's a bad scene. Can you imagine if, if somebody just came up and tear, tore everything up around you? Your loved ones, friends might have been killed, 
or taken off as prisoners. And then this is what he says. He got a word from the Lord. How many of you know you need a word from the Lord? You don't need a word from the you don't need a word from CNN. You don't need a word from ABC. You don't need a word from NBC. You need a word from heaven. And when you're in your darkest hour, you don't need to hear what uh, you don't need to hear about the storms of life. You need to hear about the the riches of heaven. And this is what uh, the prophet said. He says, "I call I this I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope." He's in complete utter destruction and sorrow. And he says, I'm going to recall this to my mind. How many of you know that sometimes you have to dig deep to pull it up? And you say, well, I got my Bible. Well, what if your Bible was taken away from you? What if you didn't have a Bible? What if you couldn't use your app? What if all that stuff disappeared? Where would you go? Well, I'd go to you, preacher. What if I'm not here? then you would have to go deep. I call to mind, I recall to mind. So in other words, it had to pass through your ears into your mind and went down into your heart. And from that, it's stored there. So you go to your heart and you pull up the promise of God. And this is what the prophet did. He said, I, this I recall to my mind, therefore I will have hope. In your roughest times, it's not the time to keep looking around and feeling sorry about how the world is treating you. It's time to look, recall the promises that God has made. He goes on to say, through the Lord's mercy, we are not consumed. Through the Lord, so what am I going to remember? I'm going to remember the mercies. The mercies are not just, you know, because God has mercy on you so you don't have to go to hell. No, I need mercies every day. Yeah. Come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy. To obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Anybody here got any need? It might be it might be um, it might be financial need. It might be material need. It might be emotional need. It might be spiritual need. But he says to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It is available. It is available. It is available. But you got to come. Didn't Jesus say, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden? You know, sometimes when we preach, I think sometimes people think, well, it's just going to fall off the tree. It's just going to come automatically. You know, this isn't an automatic transmission. You got to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. 
He is near to those of a broken heart. You got any broken hearts? Any broken hearts? Doesn't have to be just because uh, of loss. It could be. It could be. It could be uh, just because we're not thinking on the right things. The enemy paints a terrible picture about our life. I was watching something the other day, and uh, this gentleman, he's interviewing people on the streets, and he said uh, he went up to this one uh, one girl, female. She's you know. At my age, everybody's a girl, pretty much, you know. So went up to this one girl and said, are you happy? And she just kind of stood there for a bit, and then she said, no. She said, I, st- I work in a room by myself, and I'm not around people. You know what? Sometimes you got to get out. That's why church, you know, do you actually realize, do you know that people that go to church actually live longer as a general rule? Why? Because there is relationship, there's fellowship, there's encouragement. That's why we wanted to change the culture of giving like Christian fellowship. I remember at one time we used to tease all the time, but the teasing was jabbing. It was the sword. But we wanted to change the culture. We wanted to change the atmosphere to where we speak good about people because the Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth, but that which is good to edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. So, some people say, well, pastor, you know, I'm just looking for my ministry. I'll tell you what your ministry is. Start blessing people with your mouth. You'll be a minister. Let no corrupt communication proceed from out of your mouth. I meditated and meditated and meditated on that scripture for years. I was in Bible school when I found that scripture. I found that scripture because I came out of a caustic, uh, toxic, a toxic family, and I went into the Navy, and it was a toxic, I can't even tell you what we called each other. It ain't good. If I did, I'd have to repent. But anyway, and then I left that. I got, I got recommitted to the Lord. But you know, those thoughts were still there. I remember uh, after a church service one time, uh, this uh, person took us out to Dairy Queen. That's a good way to open somebody's heart. <laughs> Actually, I have a picture on my phone. I got my phone right there. And it's, it's, a, it's a Dairy Queen sign. You ever seen a Dairy Queen sign? And it says, it says, ruining New Year's resolutions from 1962. <laughs> How many of you ever said, I'm going to lose weight? This is my new, new Year's resolution. Then you drive by Dairy Queen. I uh, just one ain't going to hurt. 
running New Year's resolutions since 1962. Well, the enemy's been trying to ruin you for, for a lot longer than that. But he says, oh, yeah, we're in Lamentations. Let me just re read it from the start. This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercy we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Man, that's one thing we've got to, we have got to feed on. We've talked about meditation. We don't talk about it a lot, but meditation just means to rehearse. Rehearse over and over. The world's, the world's um, meditation is to empty your mind. Some of us, that'd be real easy. Not much in there, but... But it's a joke. It's a joke. You just empty your mind. The problem is, is when you empty your mind, something else can come in. My brother, um, I might have told you this, but some of you are new. My brother, uh, he had been raised like I was. We were sent to the Baptist church, and he'd, he'd received the Lord. And, but he got away from the Lord. He not only got away from the Lord, he got into the occult. And he was doing uh, what was called soul travel. And so in his experience, he would get into this like trance-like state and his soul would leave his body. Now this is just, I'm just telling you what he said. And Melody and I had been praying for him. We wanted him to come back to Jesus. And so um, he told us when he came back to the Lord, he said, I would go to these, uh, I would uh, start to get into this position where, I'm, where my soul's going to leave my body. And he said there was a voice that came and said, what if something evil comes in while you're gone? You know what? That's just a thought. Don't let your mind just be in neutral. Don't just let your mind just not, don't be, don't let your mind get out of control. Take, you know, push in the clutch and put it in gear. Start thinking purposely. You know, yeah, to do that, you have to actually think about it and do it. So I have to push in the clutch, I have to put it in gear, and I'm thinking, I'm starting to think about good things, which there are so many other scriptures. But he says, because his compassions, they fail not. He, uh, verse 23, they are new every morning. What's new every morning? His mercies are new every morning, and his compassion is new every morning. Can you think about getting can you think about getting up in the morning and having a fresh start? Yeah, this is even before my time. But you know they used to the kids used to carry a chalkboard to school with chalk and that's what they did their lessons on. That's before me. Now we had chalkboards but they were on the wall. 
But a lot of, pe- a lot of you, you've still got your, your problems, your math problems. How many of you love math? Good for you. You got your problems from yesterday. No, you need to erase them. Erase those because Jesus said, Jesus said, you've got enough problems. He said, don't worry about tomorrow because you've got enough problems today. Well, he didn't stop there. He says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. What's your soul saying? The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will have hope. If the Lord is your portion and you're thinking about him, you're going to have hope. Where, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? If you're not, if you're not thinking on the, on the blessings, the promises of the Lord, you will begin to lose hope. And let me tell you what hope is. Hope is joyful expectation. Oh, I had a lot more than I thought. Well, I want to just tell you that we're talking about new things. And what God does, his, God's new thing always stretches into eternity. Think about this. Uh, in Ezekiel, Ezekiel, uh, he prophesied, when he prophesied, and let me just say this, Ezekiel was in Babylon. He was a prophet in captivity. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in captivity or not. God can still give you a word. And the Bible says in Ezekiel 36, 25, I will sprinkle clean water on you. Uh, And the, the language he's using here is New Testament language. Now think about, as some of you might be familiar with Ephesians chapter 4, that Jesus, the Lord, the Savior, washes us with the washing of water with the word. But he says here, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean and I will cleanse you from all filthiness and from all idols and I will give you a new heart. Some of you keep... Some of you keep thinking you got the old man. Now, women, now, ladies, don't call your guy old man because you are just going to reinforce. You're going to reinforce a, a negative. Hallelujah. You almost got me off my track. If you call, what you know, and husbands, don't call. You have to speak positively. You have to speak words of grace to your spouse because if you speak negative words, it, it, it lowers. doesn't lower their value in God's eyes. It lowers their value in your eyes. And I'll tell you a little secret. God told me one time, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but God told me one time, you better be careful how you treat my daughter. (laughs) After a couple of broken ribs, I learned my lesson. (laughs) 
you think I'm kidding. <laughs> he says, I will give you a new heart and I will give and I will put a new spirit in you and I will take the heart of stone out of you. Some of you think you have a heart. If you're saved, you cannot have a hard heart. You might have a hard head, <laughs> but you cannot have a hard heart. And I'm not trying to be derogatory. That wasn't even supposed to be funny. <laughs> hard head is when I refuse to change. I refuse to renew my mind. I refuse to take what God's word says and allow it to change my thinking. God says, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit in you, and I will take out the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes and to keep my judgments and to do them. Let me just say this. This is all New Testament language. And when Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the dead, and we acknowledge, you know, you cannot make Jesus Lord. Anybody ever heard make Jesus Lord? You can't make Jesus Lord. He's already Lord. You just receive him as Lord. You acknowledge, I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that you rose again from the dead. The scripture says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Let me define, help you define what Lord means. Anybody ever rent before? You're renting. What do they call the person that owns the place? Land Lord. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. What's that mean? That means he owns you. Now that's better than letting the devil own you. Confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in my heart that God's raised him from the dead. And I shall be saved. You shall be saved. Let's just talk about, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is a new creation. That's because God has taken the old stony heart from you and put within you a new spirit and a new heart, and you are a new person. Now, how many of you, I saw a little baby in here earlier. That's your baby, right? Is she walking yet? No. But she's going to. But she's brand new. She's brand new. You're carrying her around. Some of you, Jesus is carrying you around. But Jesus wants you to learn how to walk. So he's going to put you down. Remember that? I don't, but <laughs> I remember seeing other kids. And they fall, and sometimes they crack their head, and sometimes they, they start crying. But does God pick them up and say, oh, I don't want you to be hurt no more. I want you to learn to walk. So he comforts you, and he puts you down so you can walk again. 
Well, then you get to walk, and then you learn how to run. And then comes the big deal. You learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> oh, I remember, you know, my, my grandkids, they just loved to ride bikes with those training wheels. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I just want to get those training wheels off. I just want to get them off, you know. It was fun for a while, but you know what? They didn't want to take them off. They wanted to stay with the training wheels. Fortunately, those training wheels wear out. <laughs> so what am I saying? God makes all things new, but he wants to take you to new places. And sometimes you might not want to do it because it seems fearful to you. But everything God has for you, remember, he says, I make all things new. Now, I didn't get to finish my message, but he's got new heavens and new earth. But he's got new stuff for you here, too. So, I don't want to take for granted that everybody knows Jesus, you know? So, I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, that you can receive Jesus and make him Lord. You say, well, he's my Savior, but is he your Lord? So, if Jesus is your Savior, raise your hand. Okay. If Jesus is your Lord, raise your hand. Praise the Lord. I guess I don't need to do it. If any of you want to give him more, you know, we're asking Jesus for more. Uh, how about him asking you for more? So let's pray this. Heavenly Father, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all the new stuff that you've given me. New heart. New spirit. I thank you that I have a Savior, and I have a Lord, and I want to give him all, my soul, mind, and strength. I thank you, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter to the full day. And I expect that my path will go brighter than what it is today. And I commit not to let any corrupt communication proceed from out of my mouth, but that which is good to edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. And if I fall, I know you're there to pick me up. In Jesus' name.